Welcome back to the Dad and Sons podcast. We are, as always, your dads or your sons. I am joined, finally, visually, the man they call visual, Matt Visual. I went to Micro Center and they had these webcams that are not webcams, they're security cams. And you hacked it, like the hacker you are. And they have like this like firmware that you can download from from the company that you can flash it to a webcam and they're like 25 bucks and it worked that's really good yeah they're called they're called you can find these at microsoft if you have a microsoft close to you if you're in california then no one in tuxton should still have a few no one's buying them it seems I guess no one wants to deal with it. Um, it is kind of annoying. So that's how much a webcam yeah. should cost. It's how much they used to cost in the before times. In the before times, yeah. The There's no way. Times. Like, a hundred bucks for a camera that's like 720p? Like, no. And look, look at this. This camera's not that bad. I was going to say, it has it has that fisheye kind of yeah, it's a fish eye. curve to it, which is like all security cams have. For <laughs> yeah, some reason, yeah. just they all have it. Yeah. I, also noticed on Twitter that Liam and I have the same webcam. Do we? Yeah, and right now because of the glare coming through, I'm I'm playing with this little like hologram it's making under my chin. Uh, <laughs> was uh, it a Logitech? Lo- uh, not Logitech. Logicool HD something or other. Logicool. Logicool. I don't know, man. Anyways, <laughs> hello. Oh, oh wait. Also, we have George here. He's here. I'm not worth it, though. <laughs> George, not worth it. Not Weedman. Nope. Nope. It seems like countries are opening up, whether they should or shouldn't. So it seems like some sense of normality is returning. Does it feel that way for you two? Yes, because, like, the streets are packed. Oh, God, really? There's traffic again. Just yeah, there's traffic again, and I kind of hate it because I miss no traffic. People should stay inside so I can reap the benefits. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, uh, stay home, damn it! Social distance. It's too busy. Actually, yeah, the numbers. I want to say the numbers don't lie, but you know, people will even argue about that nowadays. But deaths are still spiking. Cases are kind of flattening. But since the deaths are still spiking, I'm not resting easy for now. I would not. I seriously wouldn't. You get like a whole football stadium full of people have died in your country. It is crazy that it's even being considered returning to some sense of normality. But hey ho, what do we expect in 2020? The crazy year. I mean, it is crazy. I mean, the whole thing itself is crazy. It's so easy to dive into it and really think about it and and get lost into it. Do you want me to give you a little nugget? That might make you feel better. What is that? At least you don't live in the year 536. What happened in 536? I found out today that what is scientifically considered the worst year to have ever been alive (laughs) as a human being was the year 536. That's specific. So that year, there was like multiple volcano eruptions that basically covered the entire planet in a cloud of fog that didn't disperse for the whole year, which meant it cooled by like two Celsius, which meant all of the crops didn't grow. They had a bubonic plague. 
they had oh. the Roman Empire come and like slaughter yeah. everybody. Um, it was basically a pretty shitty year to be alive. Scientifically, the worst year because about fifty million people died. That that also roughly correlates with when uh, when people stopped believing in the old gods and started believing in the current god. <laughs> <laughs> Evidently, stuff was happening around that time that was so cataclysmic and awful that that it changed people on a religious level. <laughs> what do you think would be the new religion? Do you think there's going to be a new religion that comes out in our lifetime? No doubt. No, no doubt. doubt. I, no doubt. Yeah, I don't. The old religion is. I mean, Scientology. Yeah. Technically, I guess is like. Something no, it's not that's, that popular. Everyone knows that's the, bullshit. The, the church business has been going downhill though with our generation. <laughs> yes, it has. and like I don't know if it yeah. will go away with our generation, but I, I bet our so. grandkids are going to be growing up believing all sorts of weird post-Zoomer cyberpunk neo philosophy when it when it comes to their spiritual matters. Oh, when when space comes into the matter, oh my god, I can't. Oh, oh, I wish I could be here when all the new gods are are, are brought up. Can you imagine? <laughs> yeah, people are gonna start worshiping the dark matter. <laughs> <laughs> what if this podcast becomes so popular that we become the new gods? Oh my god, that's not. That's well, not actually, possible. what we could do is uh, maybe maybe crowdfund a series of self help books. <laughs> And and become like motivational speaker gurus. Isn't that and if what we we do? really yeah, if we take off like after our death, you know, the conversations about our lives might get increasingly more weirder for future generations, and and who knows what'll happen then? Well, yeah, only time no. will tell. No, no. <laughs> and whether it will, I mean, if we should push anybody forward for tr- like clinical trials to uh, prolong their life. It's it's Matt. Just oh let's God. prolong Matt. <laughs> the, the suffering of existence. No. <laughs> yeah. I need to put my I I want to put my brain in a jar so I can see the world. Mm, I've had my fill. It's, I don't want to die. No, I I I have not had my fill. <laughs> I feel like I'm gonna die way too early in this world, and like a hundred years is just not enough. Man, I've been thinking that recently as well. It's really depressing. It is very depressing. I'm not going to get to go to space. I'm pretty sure. Unless something really crazy happened. I mean, UFOs were, were just confirmed, right? You never know. <laughs> okay, no, that you doesn't mean know. aliens, though. Uh, yeah, that it doesn't, doesn't, yeah, it doesn't I, yeah, mean Yeah, I know. That. I know. I know. I mean, obviously, right? This is not no breakthrough. It's the same stupid videos of some, like, black dot moving. Like, yeah. everyone has seen these things before. But... On a digital infrared camera where all sorts of weird dots are probably sometimes showing up anyway. In the best timeline where UFOs do exist and we actually get the technology to go to space very early ahead of our time. Like some Star Trek thing messed up. No, no, wait, wait, wait. What if the only way you could go to space first, guaranteed to go first, was actually to sign up for Space Force and be a part of the first space war. Would you, would you do it? No. Yes. 
Yes. <laughs> yes. I'd fight Trump's war in space if it meant I could. I would, yes, exactly. Not even American and I'd sign up. See, I just I just played Outer Wilds and I I spent a lot of time in Google Earth and VR. It's not I feel the like the same. Yeah, no, I know it's not the same as the real thing, but considering <laughs> how improbable the real thing is anyway, I guess I might as well just make my peace with what I have seen and done so far. It'd be that thing, right? Once you'd go up and if you'd signed up to Space Force and you you know you're you're up there and you're guaranteed to fight aliens, like that it's not that you've signed up and you're going up. It's that there is you've been conscripted into an intergalactic warfare on the Space Force and you do it just because you want to see space. And you get up there and then once you see that nice visual of Earth and you, you have like a teary moment and it ends, space is kind of boring. Yeah, space is is the the final frontier of fear like like imagine looking at just all the empty blackness and seeing earth is like 0.0001% of it, it all it would be and depressing it would be depressing and i want that feeling i i don't know if my head could handle looking out at i want it why why does it have to be black like of all the colors the universe had to choose okay, for the emptiness racist. out there okay oh my god <laughs> I was waiting for it. As soon as he said black like four times. It's the only place we rule with your little white white dots around. We rule <laughs> space. Okay. Alright. Okay. So <laughs> if if we're if we're talking about aliens and UFO, I wanna I wanna say that the UFO videos that got released by the Pentagon don't scare me as much as a celestial object that passed into Earth's orbit in 2017 that astronomers named Oumuamua. I am going to copy paste the name of this in our chat room and in the description for the listeners. But I, I saw an old CCP Grey video on it. It's basically a cylindrical object that has properties as if it was metallic that seemed to start to accelerate away at a weird speed that naturally occurring objects don't. But since the space telescopes we have out there are designed to, like, focus on far distant objects, and since the telescopes all on Earth were all booked up at the time, no one was able to get a good look at this thing. The hell? And I, I guess it might be scheduled to come back in 20 years or so, but maybe that points to the idea that, like... Like, like maybe there's an alien probe that's been orbiting Earth since the beginning of time, and, and they're just waiting for us to develop the technology to land on it. This rock, the way it's shaped, is very freaky to me. Are you talking about, oh, oh, mama, mama, mama? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very yeah, freaky. Yeah. It's, like, it's like landing on that comet for the first time and finding that little hole to slip inside when it melted. When the yeah in 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 outer wilds oh, that felt man. so cool that was so cool man oh my god I love that game so much <laughs> <laughs> and oh my god if uh, if you peeked inside the email account lately a fan pointed out a VR version that fans are making oh thing my is though god. I want to wait until it's a little more polished and finished yeah and. For sure my memories of the game go away a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I still, I, it's stapled in my brain, like a lot of this stuff. So I, w I would be okay with it. I actually been thinking, cause I haven't been playing much. I was like, man, maybe I should just replay some games because I've had the urge 
to replay some games evil have you guys ever had a, the urge for that the urge i've always played games nice always oh you oh you mean yeah like, i wonder where you were going and i was like play it evil like what like kill somebody evil choices and then, like play in their blood i don't know evil choices. i i i i, I save scum i've never like committed to an evil run but i've definitely like experimented and then loaded up my normal run Hey, and I've been looking around to see if there's any games that you can actually play evil. I wonder if they spend, if developers spend enough time. I feel like this question has been asked before. I imagine only games like Divinity Originals and to reach the levels of Wait. what you'd want out of the reactions based on evil. Maybe I should do that. There, there's also the Obsidian RPG called Tyranny that got pretty decent reviews that kind of sort of I runs heard, off yeah. that as a theme. Like, you're, you're supposed to be playing some some sort of villain. I, I was actually thinking about yeah. Pillars as well. Was the second one any good? Oh, I, I love the Pillars games. Okay. Or, or loved them when I was going through them. I wonder how well they will have aged now. But, I imagine uh, not that badly. It's not been that long. I just, I, I just don't remember being tempted by the evil options. Yeah, I heard there's like no evil and, companions, and they yeah. get really like mad if you do anything evil, which is, which makes no sense, but because it's made by the same company. <laughs> but, but uh, yeah, yeah, I, I still might give that a try though. The the problem with a lot of the evil routes is that they're never as interesting as the good routes because they don't have the expected like hero's journey, redemptive arc. Of, like it's always a more interesting story if you're making a sacrifice for the betterment of people than if you're just acting in your own self interest for economic rationality. I will There's admit, while it's not evil, Mass Effect Three, for as you know, so so as that game was, when you have to choose between the Geth. And uh, Tali's race, that's that was tough. And then depending on the outcome, you know, that was dumb. Spoilers: Tali kills herself. <laughs> I, I like that. I, I thought that was like it. if you if you played from one to three and got attached to like uh, I did. Tali. I got attached to her. <laughs> yeah, and then she just like straight up kills herself. <laughs> kills herself. Spoiler alert. Yeah. It well, doesn't I matter. Just, you don't well, need to play Mass Effect 3. Yeah. It's trash. Yeah, I'm just, just, <laughs> and now I don't even need to read the plot synopsis on Wikipedia either. Yeah. Did you not play Mass Effect 3, George? You didn't play Mass Effect 3? No, I did You're 1 and 2, but, but it didn't, didn't go through with 3. I mean, well, Has anyone played Andromeda? Has anyone? No. I've been trying to get through that game for years now. <laughs> <laughs> Every time. Did they ever pass it's such it a huge end? fuck up. Did they patch that thing? <laughs> they patched out a lot of like the the like really really bad offenders, but it's still kind of broken. Oh, okay. In in my opinion, like if if the dialogue options are nuts and and the it, it's out of order the way the companions talk to each other, they're all of a sudden chummy chummy after like a certain bit, like just weird weird shit happens. Like it just breaks immersion constantly. But if you're just playing just to play a game, <laughs> that might work. <laughs> but not as a Mass Effect game. Not as a Mass Effect game. Yeah. I saw There was beat it, rumors though. this week, right? That there is a HD trilogy. I might wait for that and play Renegade. Mass Effect trilogy for the Switch. Mm -hmm. Which oh, I'd be, my God. I'd be down for. Mass Effect 2 is, is like for my, the Switch. 
Everyone's addicted to that thing. Wait, wasn't Mass Effect 3 on Wii U? It was, wasn't it? I don't remember. So there was a, there was a Mass Effect that was on a Nintendo system before. I'm pretty so, sure. The Wii U's first year is so weird. Assassin's Creed, <laughs> Call of Duty, Mass Effect, <laughs> Batman. <laughs> and everyone has forgotten all of those games and, and remembered the wonderful 101 and Smash Brothers instead. Yeah, because they were ports that had or, of games that had already been out for like a year prior. It wasn't that they were big titles, it's that they'd already just been out for ages. They don't fit the brand and everyone completely forgot. Wonderful 101 just came out again as well for Switch. Yeah, I need to play through that. Damn, there's a lot going on. What have we been playing, boys? <sighs> hmm. George has a giant grin on his face. Oh my god, you're gonna play some old thing, haven't you? No, 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 I played a hot, hot, fresh, brand new release that I think at least came out this year, but it might have had some early access stuff sure last did. year. I played some some YouTuber bait game called Speaking Simulator on the Nintendo Switch. Isn't that what your job is? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I'll write it off as on my taxes and uh, consider it a professional investment. Speaking simulator. Oh, did you guys taxes? Get your taxes done. Okay, it feels great. <laughs> it feels great. Just, just saying. I <laughs> when I'm not doing my taxes, I'm playing fun video games such as Speaking Simulator. Speaking Simulator is a game where you play as a robot who is pretending to be human, and you have to talk your way through various tricky situations. Your right stick controls your cheeks and your jaw. You move the stick left and right to either pucker your lips closed like this or, or widely open your lips wide like this. They, they can see and it, moving George. the right stick up and down makes your jaw go down like this or like this. <laughs> Meanwhile, your left stick controls your tongue. And so you have to move your tongue like towards the top of your mouth to make certain different noises and make you target the bottom of your mouth like this. And so it's almost like a game of DDR in which you're moving in a certain direction with two different analog sticks. And if you get it right, your character says some incredibly robotic syllable like hull. And then after five more seconds, you hammer out the next... <laughs> The next combination to make the next syllable come out and he'll say something like, oh, and eventually <laughs> if you have a perfect run, like, like if you try your darndest and retry levels over and over again, you might get this guy to say, hello, fellow humans. And if you don't, if you fail, your face starts breaking, like your nose will pop out <laughs> With like a com with a comedy spring effect that causes it to bounce up and down, steam will start coming out of your ears. Your like face might slide off and reveal the Terminator skull underneath, and then the camera will just pan to your date across the table, being like, "Yes, I agree. That is a very tricky issue we have to discuss these days." And then it pans back to you as like your teeth are flying out, your tongue is clipping through your own chin with like an eyeball dangling down and and you're trying as hard as you can to hammer out some some intricate controller combination that makes him go oh and it's like it is the funniest the funniest goddamn game i have played in a long ass time and i'm 
I, I I have to, you know, give the disclaimer that it's a it's a two hour long YouTube bait game. But mm. for for those intents and purposes, like if you have a friend with you, it is. No, we're all lonely, George. We're all lonely. I was gonna say, There's George, nobody's... are you saying you had somebody over during quarantine? No, I didn't. I I I, I did work. I, 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 I took I, a walk I, I in like the park. <laughs> <laughs> How do you control this thing then? I'm looking at some footage, and it's a mouse person. So, uh huh, uh huh. Uh, right stick is mouth, left stick is tongue. <laughs> Okay. I, I, mean, I did just give an incredibly elaborate description with real world examples of my mouth. I think so the, like the speaking wasn't going quite well. Huh, can you explain it again? Yeah. I, do I really have to go through that whole process again? Wait, how do you control it? <laughs> Liam was not listening. I, I don't think I got I, I quite got you, fellow human. <laughs> <laughs> so um the levels have you have you trying to communicate with your fellow humans through uh common social situations such as a date and a job interview and eventually the stakes increase to a wedding and then a successful presidential election campaign <laughs> that is pretty funny actually <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. and i <laughs> I'm surprised more people aren't talking about this game because there's a lot of potential here. I mean, it folds into this like nice quirky um um trend of 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 games gamifying real life uh, behaviors and maybe maybe educating us like Quop as to the complexities of some basic human interactions. But more importantly, I feel that it could also educate people politically because they could make some Donald Trump DLC using actual real Donald Trump quotes. And it would still pretty much be the same exact game. It could never happen. It could never happen. You're you're talking about some China game banning thing going on right now. You're you're talking about the same exact thing that we talk about. Yeah. You are getting slightly close to a dictatorship. Yeah. Well, he can't copyright, like... His face? Interview quotes, like stuff he said in press conferences... You can't copyright. Can you copyright Kafifi? He he can't sue for defamation of character if it's a parody. Look what what he does. He could do whatever he wants. That's the thing. It would have parody protection. There's the fans. Trump's fans would be the thing that the developer would have to worry about if they went through with that step. But I Trump's I don't fans. know, man. Just. <laughs> His upload the DLC fans. from a burner phone in a coffee shop, dude. From China. I think Trump's fans are way too old to be playing games. Oh, paying any attention. I don't know. I I know. I know. I know. I know. The the most like I depressing know. part of gr- of growing up in this time is seeing how many how many fellow gamers are, are Trump fans, you know? <laughs> fellow gamers. <laughs> fellow fellow gamers. <laughs> As like my jaw just falls off. <laughs> <laughs> what about you matt what have you been up to shoot what have i played i played a little bit of maple story oh what and you made fun of me for talking about an old civ game last no, week no, i i mean i haven't played much i went around <laughs> to different games so i played a little maple story played a little uh soul tour a little, little star wars the old republic try to be evil in it Oh, that's that's what started. Uh, I never right. beat the story. Yeah, yeah I never yeah. beat the story. So I've been trying to go through it, but it's just like the later content is really good. I really enjoyed it. 
Yeah, yeah. I yeah. maybe I shouldn't reach to that point because um. You can skip to it, I think. Oh, later in content, you talking about expansions or the story? Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about the uh, what was it called? The one that was kind of like Kotor, but was not Kotor. Had two twins, and the basically. Oh, also the expansions are good. I've heard mixed reviews. Those those two, I really enjoyed. I thought they were really good. Because I have like I played since beta, so I have like a bunch of coins and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I was able to mm-hmm. customize my character like for free. Those two expansions were like when they changed it more story orientated, and I, I really enjoyed it. It had like chapters and stuff. Ah, so maybe cool. maybe I'll go through it and and play those expansions because the expansions they supposedly they give it to you free after just one month of subscription. So fifteen dollars for like five expansions. So it's just like, and the first two are just free. They they have some weird free system, don't they? It's it's really ridiculous, and but also. Being a preferred member as I am, um, because I got the game way back, you can't sh- hide your helmet or anything like that. It's so it's such a weird thing, such a weird thing. You have to pay for like all the good features. I wanted to ask you guys because apparently I might be the only one. Mm. Do you guys hide your helmet? Yes, always. I always. always Hide my helmet. Unless I my helmet never is super ever cool. wear a helmet. I, I should go probably... back and forth. I generally tend to hide it. Yeah, there, there's nothing. There's no cool helmet that I want to wear on my face. None of them are cool enough for me, in my opinion. Like even like especially Mass Effect. Uh, not Mass Effect. Sorry, uh, Odyssey. Uh, Ask Creed. Like the. I mean, like you wear these like little skirts that look weird. I mean, that's 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 the times. But like, <laughs> and these like. Good. Yeah, like, and these helmets are just, it just doesn't look good. <laughs> but they, they automatically take it off for dialogue. Which is good. If, if, if I can bind it on, a, on an easy button that I can just tap on and off, like, I will actually get in a role-playing mood while I'll take the helmet off when I'm in a village and then put yes! it back on when I'm out in the wilderness. Yeah. I like games that require you to, uh, what was it? I think RDR2 had a system, maybe... If you had your gun out or something, there was something where when you walk into town, you have to think about like, uh, oh, you're, it was like the bandana. Uh, if you're wearing like the bandana oh, on your yeah. face, you look like a criminal, right? So you've got to take it off. Um, mm-hmm. I like when it's integrated as mechanics, right? If you are wearing a mask or something and everyone's like, why the fuck is this dude wearing a mask? That's, that's a little unnerving. And then the gameplay <laughs> unfolds systemically around that. That would be interesting. So back in 2009, when I was playing through Fallout New Vegas, I had a mod installed that simulated the uh, eye holes of a mask. Or um, if you had a helmet on, there would be like a little bit of line at the top of your vision, slightly cutting off the, the tippy top of the frame. And you could bind it onto a quick key button. And I think that's what got me starting with that role playing habit was that there was actually like a, a disadvantage you had to manage it wasn't just numbers and math. Like it actually blocked your peripheral vision. And the better helmets later in the game had better vision than the crappier earlier ones. You actually leveled up into being able to see through the the helmet better. Did Chival- Chivalry have one of those? I think Chivalry had something where you could put like the front of the helmet down. Oh yeah, the visor. Through see through the visor or something. 
Yeah, I, I if if they're handled well, I'll I I like I like that stuff. If it can be quick and easy enough to put on and off. Like there's something that feels cool actually about like taking your helmet off after a rough fight. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay, so right? like, oh yeah, I can breathe again. Phew. <laughs> so alongside Maple Story <laughs> and Swiptor, now what else have you been dipping your toes into trying to be evil? I've been searching. Can you be evil in Maple Story? No. No, you cannot. I was playing Reboots. Reboots is without the pay to win stuff on it. It seems like okay. Maple Story 2 just died. Um, yeah, it did, the servers it? are shutting down, and now they're having like. Matt didn't spend enough money. Uh, you get like a gift for returning to Maple Story and stuff like that. And I don't know. I was just trying it out, and. Eh, you know, it's uh, you know, uh, I was just like, oh, it was good to try out. I, I've been searching for like that game. You know, when you get that itch, you need an itch for something, yeah. something different. And I play a lot of indie games trying to f- figure. Oh, <laughs> where, 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 George was doing his speaking of. <laughs> no, no, you you sit down, that boy. Oh, see, he doesn't. He doesn't. Uh, he doesn't like me talking. That's what it is. He just likes to skip over me. But let's go ahead, George. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. He just wants to use what he's learned in speaking to me. No, 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 no. I have no, 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 no. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Go ahead. Go ahead. It's just, just. Speaking of, speaking of. No, no. My, my thought was two words. Go, go ahead. No, go, go, I, go. I have nothing important to say, and I didn't want to, you know, derail the conversation with anything. Just, yeah, yeah, just yeah. like two words, toss them out, get it over with. Didn't want things to go off the rails into a different place than they were before. You know, I don't want to hog the bike or anything. You can totally have it if you want. <laughs> Speaking of Gears Tactics, <laughs> I haven't really played much this week other than Gears Tactics, which I played while I was streaming the other day, which is something I've tried doing recently, which has been a lot of fun. And I had Matt watching while I was playing Gears Tactics because I, I was using Matt in the game. Contrary to what I was saying last week, you actually can have custom units and you can edit them. They're like, so they have the story characters and then they have the the like troops that you rescue along that you can then customize into being people similar to what XCOM does. And I, I made one as Matt and then we were streaming and then everybody was voting for me to put Matt in the squad <laughs> the whole time. So we brought Matt along for every mission and uh, he didn't die. I didn't kill you, Matt. Almost. Ooh. almost. I know well, it was no, a good shotgun got, to the you face. Got, you got shotgun to the face once. Come on. <laughs> It's to be expected. It's a part of the job. <laughs> and it almost got my head popped off by a sniper. Can, can you save scum? Like, is is all of this permanent? You can't. No. All of it's permanent. Yeah. Oh. It's good though. I'm I'm really <laughs> liking this game. Matt, have you played any more of it? Yeah, I have. It's I like you know I love gears. I've been mm. playing gears since since the first one, but tactics. I don't know. Like I already don't. I have to be in a certain mood to play like a tactics type of game. Yeah, yeah, uh, I understand. Yeah. You know, like yeah. uh, XCOM, like I barely made it through that game mm. because, and I had to save Scum. I like this game better than XCOM. Yeah, for sure. I enjoy it better than XCOM, but like, I don't think I'm in the mood to have people die and constantly, like the, the spawn rate of those enemies are constant. Constant, constant. And I feel it. Like it's so annoying instead of just having a set amount of enemies on the map. They just keep mm-hmm. spawning more and more and more and more yeah, and more. Yeah, it is a bit frustrating that you can't tell 
kind of like where mission where, where's go. the end yeah like it's just it just seems like it wants to punish you you know and i get i get that that's i mean that's how regular gears is played like you just have a stream of enemies but it's not as, as fun to sit there and wait and shoot and every time and you have to use nades if you don't use nades you'll definitely die that and overwatch yeah overwatch as well is like you better end the turn with overwatch on because otherwise you're gonna get fucked or you'll die yeah, yeah. it's uh, i haven't died yet but like it gets close it gets a little hairy because they constantly spawn people all from all angles i i just i don't want to yeah. play a game like that <laughs> i don't know it's a little stressful but like once you finish the mission once you got to the end it's like yeah yeah, yeah i'm like yeah you... time to close this game <laughs> <laughs> if would, would you say it's easier or harder than xcom i would say it's easier because it's more forgiving uh, like if you're not using grenades and overwatch you'll get fucked but if you are using both of those things pretty smartly it's not that difficult yeah it's just it's just like you have to use them <laughs> i like that the action point system in this game is a lot more rewarding than xcom mm. and there are ways that you can gain extra action points based on whatever passive skills you build because you can choose gear lol puns um, but um, uh, you can choose gear that gives you passive skills, which is awesome. So you can customize your character completely, give them gear. You can change all the colors and the patterns and whatnot. But the gear has uh, passive skills and also active skills when you level up. So you can basically make a build, which you can't do in XCOM. You know, you choose like their out there, their you know their equipment and that kind of thing that gives them passive skills sometimes. But it's not as detailed as this, I think. And it's great because then you're balancing like the sniper I had had a move where if she like kills or kills or downs a, an enemy with a shot, then she immediately reloads, which automatically costs you an action point anyway. So with the last one, if you hit it, you basically get a free reload. And there's a lot of like balancing of passive skills and active skills in this game that I really like. And it's kind of rewarding in that way. Um, I'm having fun with it. I, have, I haven't played it since the last stream because it's one of those games that I really have to be in the mood for. But every time I play it, I do enjoy it. Uh, the only other game I've played since then, which is a game I played yesterday, I missed it when it was on Xbox Game Pass. And it doesn't seem to be there anymore, but I bought it on Switch because you know, having this kind of game on Switch feels good, which is Lonely Mountains Downhill. Hmm. You guys heard of this? It is uh, maybe six months old, I think. It's an indie game where you peacefully but awkwardly cycle down a mountain. There was a similar game that you guys were talking about earlier Descenders. last year. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's basically like the... I don't want to say the indie <laughs> version of that because Descenders is an indie game, but it's like the... If you think of... It's more Trials than it is Descenders. They they all fit in that similar bracket, and I definitely do like these games. I like Trials and I like Descenders, but this is definitely a more uh, not relaxing because it can be quite stressful because it's difficult. It's a difficult game. That camera angle. Yes, so that's the thing. You are cycling down a mountain from the top to the bottom, and basically you have this kind of awkward control scheme that you have to get used to. Very similar 
to maybe a game like uh, I don't know Quop or something like where the, con- <laughs> the controls are flipping all the time because of the camera angle and all that kind of thing and you have to adjust all the time with the bike and you've got to break it and all this kind of thing and the idea is that you're trying to cut corners on this mountain and just get to the bottom of it as fast as you can and it's completely peaceful and it's a really good game it's really enjoyable. It's like that that type of game that from the immediate outset, you're like, eh, I don't know what I'm going to like this. This feels a bit shit. The, the camera angle is hard to watch. Like, I'm, I'm constantly imagining you having to dodge stuff you don't see coming. Yes, but it never gets to a frustrating point of like, oh, there's a giant rock in my face. And the, it's, I don't want to go back into that level design thing, but the way the mountains are structured like you remember them and you remember all the tiny shortcuts because you've gone over and done like the roots a lot and they give like a really good sense of place again, which means that there's nothing that ever comes at you immediately that would frustrate you. There's no like giant rocks that you're like, oh, how the fuck am I going to dodge that? And the way the trails work, you kind of know what the developers are trying to tell you. So like if like the path color diverges, you know, it's going to sort of meet at a shortcut or if there's like a gray rock, you know, you're going to go towards a jump. And it, there's lots of really subconscious smart decisions that like as the play, you can kind of get used to. And like just cycling down the mountain, like, you know, cutting corners and like sliding and skidding along is really re- like, you know, it's fun. And there's no music or anything. It's all like just ambient nature sounds. And it's really peaceful. So I've been like listening to podcasts and just like riding down mountains. And this game is like super high rated. I can't remember what the Metacritic was, but it's it's did really well last year. Yeah, it's nine out of ten on Steam. What was it called again? Lonely Mountains Downhill. The idea is you're just cycling down a mountain, trying to do your best as a little geometric boy. <laughs> or girl. Aren't we all little little geometric boys deep down inside. Well, well I guess the three of us. It just came out on Switch this week, and it's about 20 bucks, and it's been good fun so far. God, I'm watching someone play really badly. I need to find uh, another video. <laughs> yeah, I I saw a review that cut between, um, like, like I guess, what a, a first run would look like, and then what you were talking about with shortcuts. Like, like this guy is is somehow finding huge ramps that don't look like they would be ramps from a distance up until yeah up until he's actually on them it's really interesting because rock formations when i look at it it basically is like somebody's unity asset test scene like everything is very basic but that lends to the geometry like the mountains are not exactly made of like rocks they're made of basic geometric shapes which means you can kind of easily tell what surfaces you can go off. Like, if you go up a rock... It's all just polygons. Well, that's the thing, right? You can tell if it's kind of like a triangle polygon that faces downwards to the, a little bit to the left, you're going to be able to balance on that over something else. And I think that's a really smart decision to not make it too detailed, which means you easily can tell kind of like how you're going to balance upon surfaces. But yeah, it's getting good reviews and I'm really enjoying it. Um Control, like after you get used to the controls, it does control really well. You can almost like use the joystick kind of like a steering wheel. You never have to move it left and right. You just sort of rotate it slightly to match the way the camera moves. Yeah. Like, like you twist it? Almost. Like 
once the camera turns, you just sort of like adjust it like like a small pilot. Just that is weird. The plane. I I can't think of a single example where I've had to do that in a Switch game, and not all analog sticks are even as twistable as that one is. It's not that it's twisting, but it's like instead of like going directly left or up, you kind of just rotate it like you were doing a Hadouken or something, like you know. Wait, like you know, I, I think I, I gotta feel this. I need. <laughs> I don't. This is not a game you can watch. I gotta no, feel I, this I, game. I don't think it is a game you can watch. It's it's a game that is about feel. And in the beginning, it's quite frustrating because the controls are like, oh, I'm trying to balance the camera and I'm trying to do it. Once you get a feel for it, like you're skidding around corners and you're doing really good things, it is quite difficult. And when when you try and progress, you have to beat certain times, and those times can take a while. Like it'd be like three minutes, but. You know, you're dying 20 times or crashing 20 times at each checkpoint. It's almost like Super Meat Boy, but as a biking game. It's very good, though. And I, I recommend it for Switch. It seems to run okay as well. No performance issues so far. I want to feel that game. I'm looking at that game, but I want to feel it. Looks like indie biking games is like my thing. Yeah, I'm watching a speed run. Now it looks good. It's really good. <laughs> That's how you know, though. That's how you know there's there's depth there is when when there's like a visual difference between videos of experience yeah, it's, versus it's definitely a game gameplay. that you get better at for sure. Like with time and with effort, you you get better. Did you guys want to talk about anime this week? Did you want to talk about a very specific manga inspired by? Green? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> I felt like it might have folded into. Um, uh, you got you guys are trying to get back into. Well, it sounds like Matt is having fun with Boku no Hero. Oh my god, that that show! Let me let me tell you something. For the people who watch uh, My Hero, yo, season four midway when they're when they're trying to rescue uh, that girl. Oh my god, it's so hype! So hype. I need I need to catch up, <laughs> dude. I have never okay. I have never been this hype. Like when you get chills watching something, I I never get that anymore. That the last time I get that is um, the only other one is probably Attack on Titan. Mm-hmm. Um, when you see Levy fight, you're just like, oh my god, the animators spent months on this thing. <laughs> you're just like, Jesus Christ, the amount of work. But yeah, um, my hero, my hero is uh, my hero is really good. The music and everything, the yelling. I'm not gonna give up. It's like classic anime bullshit. It's real good. It's real good stuff. Oh, everyone's on their phones. It's fine. I <laughs> no, 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 my phones. I'm just waiting. I was googling Boku no Hero episode list to find out <laughs> what episode I lo- I was last on. I I just wanted to make sure you got it out of your system because because you're so excited and so hyped. Oh my god, whatever. I I'll say this before George cuts me off. Netflix no chill. You definitely if you're into some deep talk and maybe getting a little bit of high the midnight gospel is a really good show it just God. it's just like literally just like uh, people just I, talking to each other just twisting the knife i watched the first episode and i was seriously not impressed you didn't like Sorry. it oh i love it i, I love do you know, it do you know what it felt like do you know what it felt like yeah it felt like and this is I, it made me feel for the first time in my life like an old man who didn't understand what kids like that it's the first time a piece of media has ever made me feel like an old man and it was because it was 
it's a cartoon that is based on this current phenomenon of everybody, lol, us two, who has a podcast where they just talk about inane bullshit. And it is the most, like, Joe Rogan, uh, let's the computer science dude, like, chilled bros, like... Oh, it's not the nineties, man. Audience, do not listen to this guy. That is exactly like it, it is not literally. Joe Rogan there is no plot to any episode at all. They it is just not talk Joe Rogan about nothing. <laughs> it's not. Yeah, they don't. They don't. They absolutely don't. It's. I. I love that show. It's good. I. Do, I don't know, man. I just was not. I was like, how does anybody like this? I don't know. <laughs> Does it get better? Or because it, just continue it because like it, it literally that that's that. See, that's that's why there's a, a clear difference on this podcast between me and you guys. Like, is because I like talking about this type of stuff, and you guys are just not <laughs> are not into that, right? The, remember last I, last. I don't know. That is that is a harsh. No, no. Like, remember last week we were talking about deep conversations. That's exactly what that is. Literally going down the rabbit hole is what the midnight gospel is. That's why it's called the midnight I, gospel. Uh, I'm trying not to screw up my expectations. Like I'm, I'm really looking forward to to diving into that. I just don't want to until like a, a week or so. Like like until I knock out a lot of projects that are on my back burner right now. The, you're never gonna get to it. Yeah, <laughs> fuck, fuck off. No, saying that just makes me want to get to it more. Like you know, you know, I interpret statements like that as a challenge. Yeah, but I you never succeed at those challenges. <laughs> I might watch another episode. It just felt like it was kind of inane. That's what it felt like. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna talk shit about Garen Logan. I like not. inane not. things. <laughs> Yo, yeah, the, like like I, I wanted to get into Garen Logan last week. Bro, step off. <laughs> I'm just glad it's, I don't have to see boobs jumping around in my face. It's, it's known for great <laughs> fan service. <laughs> I mean, that does happen. Every, everyone knows. Uh, I, I knew about Yoko long before I knew about Gurren Lock. <laughs> <laughs> Culture, my friend. Culture. <laughs> just before we move on from Netflix No Chill, Matt, have you watched The Last Dance? Why does this sound familiar? No, I don't think I have. It, it's the uh, the Netflix documentary about the Chicago Bulls. Oh no! It, <laughs> no I, I, is it good? I don't give. I don't care about basketball. I've never liked basketball at all. But that documentary is is so good. Really, it's so well edited. The and last so dance. Well structured. I don't see it. Where's the last? I'm afraid of documentaries after Tiger King. No, this this is a, this is seriously good stuff. I'm really really enjoying. It. I've actually watched a lot of basketball videos recently. <laughs> so oh man, you you would it. love it. It's basically all about Michael Jordan, but the, the you know Scottie Pippen and everybody else involved with. It's really good. Perfect, perfect. I've been watching like a I lot have of no Michael idea. Jordan I have stuff. no idea about basketball. Really, I I knew about the Chicago Bulls being famous and popular, and obviously Michael Jordan, Space Jam number one, but. It's such a good documentary. It's so good. <laughs> Wait, I did see that uh, screenshot on Twitter where he's like sitting in the couch and he says, Michael B. Jordan just has my name, but with a B in it. How are you allowed to do that? I call 911 about this every day. <laughs> I haven't come across that. I don't think it's a real part of the documentary, but it's funny. It's it's really, 
kind of inspiring. Like Michael Jordan's drive to win is fucking Ooh. insane. He's, he's literally mad. What is it on? It's not on Netflix, is it? He's a crazy guy. Oh. It's it's Liam? good shit though. But yeah. I think right. we've George. You might have held to held off him long enough. Yeah, you have to I have to try because I, you know, even though Michael Jordan tends to be a little bit of an asshole, I mean that guy was great though. Like Wait, it was oh, great. He, yeah. I yeah. thought he had like a squeaky clean reputation. No. No, he's like gambling and all that. No. I did not know about any of that. It, we, we all got fooled with Space Jam. We all got fooled by Space Jam. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> Space Jam uh, was good though. Space Jam um, was good. It's, it's, it's amazing. He is clearly a cut above everybody who's ever played basketball before. Yeah. And this this documentary really shows just how above he was and yeah. not only like that but like he ran the chicago bulls basically like yeah yeah as, yeah he terrorized them too <laughs> yeah yeah and that's what they, this oh, kind of why. goes into but okay. showing you why like why he was like that and all of the players being like yeah he was an asshole but the reason but he, he was an asshole them. is because he wanted to win so much to push yeah. us to win and we did and we won five championships or whatever yeah, I hear all it's the time good. about him being competitive about everything, drinking water yeah. and stuff like that. Like, I'm pretty sure some of his jokes, but like, there's like, there's one scene where they're like throwing coins to try and like get it as close to the wall as possible, and Michael's like slamming like twenty dollar bills down, like you can't beat me, <laughs> like twenty dollar bills down, <laughs> and the guy Damn. just like throws one immediately and lands just in front of Michael's, and he's like, oh yeah, <laughs> there's loads of memes of him now. That's really good. Oh my no, God. I highly recommend it. If you're interested in documentaries, yeah, even for if sure. you don't particularly care about basketball or sport, it's very good. Yeah, I mean it's Michael Jordan. I mean, Michael if you don't Jordan. you care about he's like the only one people really I'm not I'm not gonna say people don't care about Kobe and and and, and LeBron and all that, but like Michael Jordan, yeah. like in our generation, you knew about Michael Jordan. You know, you didn't watch sports, but you knew about Michael Jordan. Yeah. It's got to be an interesting watch. He got in trouble later in life, though. Well, yeah. It wasn't later. It was during his career. It's a, yeah. He, he just, it was just covered up, you know? He was, he was a bit of a dick. I, like, I guess I was too young. You also see him crying when Kobe died in front of people. Yeah. You know, it, it's a, he's a very interesting character, man. I mean, he's human and he doesn't give a crap. I'm down with it as long as he doesn't kill nobody or anything like that, you know? He's talking smack. An asshole's an asshole. We have plenty of them out there. He doesn't have to be a cut above just because he's famous. Mm. He's so in control, though, which is amazing. Like, when he's facing media and stuff, he's so focused. He doesn't slip up yeah. in any way. It's yeah. pretty amazing. He's so, like, t- switched on. Yeah. But yeah, I recommend it. It's good stuff. Yeah. What What do you recommend, George? I uh, I read a manga. <laughs> you, did you, what did you finish it no i didn't finish it but no. I, I got halfway through a 27 chapter manga series it's pretty george it's pretty george one it's called uh termai romai and it is a <laughs> cultural clash sitcom in which a time traveling engineer from ancient rome who is working on their oh baths gets God. sucked down the bottom of the drain <laughs> and re-emerges in modern japan where he learns from their bathhouses 
and brings the tricks he learns back to ancient Rome to uh, help help out his friends and, and his family and, and rebuild his reputation as a, as a great engineer. But it causes deep uh, uh, strife within his soul as he realizes that he has no original ideas of his own. It, 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 it gradually turns into a romantic drama that is not unlike your name, in which the manga's author kind of has a self-insert character that goes on romantic adventures with him throughout the ages. And and much like Speaking Simulator, it's the funniest goddamn bullshit I've seen in weeks. Um, Holy shit, they made two live-action movies of this. It became a really big franchise. There are anime OVAs, there's an anime series, and two live-action movies, and and she was not expecting to write, like, 14 more volumes of this than than originally. And and it's just full of, like, so much um, good, clean humor and, and soul and personality and authorship too like uh you mean there's no like fan service george oh there's plenty plenty actually yes yes uh the 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 author um has has an italian husband who who i'm sure she loves a lot because half no 75 no 80 80 a good 83 percent of this manga's pages are just really buff foreigners (laughs) drawn naked (laughs) with every wristling glistening muscle and like meticulously drawn faces that have like giant noses and and flowing blonde hair and in all of the scenes where he's in japan that shit gets exaggerated to the 11th level every single pose this guy strikes is like stiff and tall and it looks like he's he's chiseled out of marble and then in the background you see these squiggly japanese anime people next to him (laughs) and it is it is the funniest and like surprisingly like like well researched and and well informed like like take on on the cultural humor between east and west that that ends every single chapter with a little history lesson and a bit from like her travel diaries and oh it's it's cute and it's funny and it's and it's full of 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 great lines um (laughs) i'm actually kind of tempted yeah it 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 moves fast too but it it does do that i might just see if the the movies are on netflix in japan because they have some really famous actors in them like japanese actors so maybe it was popular he learns to love the bidet he he discovers uh, uh, romance and, and and love. He gradually grows out of of like the the Iron Age masculine conquering mentality. Um, yeah, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. Hmm. It's 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 hilarious to watch these scenes where where he he instantly switches personalities to a, a, a brutal conqueror when he's in Japan, and you see his internal speech bubbles say things like, how could these inferior flat-faced people develop such advanced <laughs> technology far beyond the glory of Rome? I must steal from their culture to improve the glory of Rome. And, um... <laughs> What what is this man trying to tell me with his simpering and laughing? They've mastered the art of storing many small things in cramped spaces. And whenever he tries to talk, it comes out as all capital Times New Roman in Latin that no one else can understand. Are you planning on watching the movies? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I uh I, I guess I want to get into it. It is doing that thing though, that inescapable 
Japanese serialization thing where where you see what the formula is right away, three stories in. Every chapter begins with with him facing a problem back in Rome. Then he gets sucked down a hot tub time machine drain and ends up in Japan. has <laughs> has some hilarious hijinks. One time he gets sucked down the drain with some German barbarians who start fighting in the hot springs in Japan. And and so he can he can travel as he wishes. He has full uh, control of this hot tub time machine. Uh, as uh, uh, he, there's there's some magic that he figures out as the series goes on, but at first it's all accidents and he doesn't know how it's happening. But later on, later on, there's there's some batshit insane magic that comes into play that gives them some sort of control over time travel into each other's baths. <laughs> oh, here's another great one: We Romans cannot hold a candle to their mastery of the hedonistic arts. I believe that happens during a, a episode where he goes to a Japanese fertility festival and, and they have like the girls carrying around the giant wooden phallus, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That only really happens in Tokyo, though. In, <laughs> in real life. I mean, it does happen. <laughs> I, I I haven't seen the giant phalluses in real life, but I did go to a festival in Kyoto where I saw like the men carrying a little um, shrine thing and they had the, the thong type situation going on downstairs. Oh, that's pretty standard. Yeah, that could be Gion Matsuri or something like that. Yeah, yeah, it was it was something Matsuri, so... Uh, I mean, that does mean festival, so... If you are into to ancient history and Japanese quirkiness and want to explore both of those through an author who is very well aware of of how funny and silly this stuff comes off as to, to a global audience, it's, it's, it's damn good, actually, on further thought. Like, the more... The more, the more I grow to appreciate this thing. Thermi Romai. I think it's actually pronounced Termi Romai, but I guess I'll find out in the movie versions, <laughs> which got pretty good reviews too. Yeah, I'm kind of tempted by the movie ones. I could, I, if they're on Netflix, I think I'll give it a watch. Good stuff. Let's make like a Roman and get sucked down the hot time tub machine into the news. Tiger puts arcade action in the palm of your hand. Games like Batman. Choose your weapons in this four-level game of action as you jump from rooftop to rooftop trying to get through six vicious henchmen to get the Joker. But can you defeat him to win? Also available, Tiger's Batman Risk Game for the time of your life. Tiger LCD Video Games. Video excitement in the palm of your hand. Welcome back. We've been to Rome and to Japan. And now we're in your ears. Bathwater and all. For the big news story this week, I have quite a narrative, quite a story to tell to you two. This Ooh. is something that, that tickles all sorts of fun issues about video mm. games and sportsmanship and video game violence and whether or not it can pass over to the real world. Let me spin you guys a yarn about an absolutely insane tale of athletic drama going on in the world of the Indy 500 right now. The Indy 500 is like an American version of the F1 Grand Prix, which uses way faster cars than NASCAR that are almost more about the engineering of the machines themselves than the driver's skills. But that's also like way in more intense even because these things go up to 200 miles per hour. It's like prestige racing that's supposed to have an element of 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 of, of class to to it compared to to the more working class NASCAR crowd. But anyways, both of them are very unclassy in comparison to F1. Though. 
that's I I, I got a harsh <laughs> dose of just how much animosity there actually is between the Indy 500 and, and F1 world and the YouTube comments of this stuff. Oh, OK. For the quarantines and the lockdowns, they are hosting some substitute events to fill out the the, the spring season and using video games to do it. They're using simulators and these professional race car drivers, I guess quite appropriately, I don't know why I was so, so surprised by this, but they have really fancy home racing sim setups with like the triple widescreen monitors and some some force feedback wheels that, that turn on their own during the crashes. And among the people involved are our personalities called Simon Pagenaud and Norris Lando. Simon Pagenaud was the winner of last year's Indy 500. Doesn't even sound like a real human being. Norris Lando is kind of sort of regarded as an elitist outsider coming in from the F1 culture where he was representing Britain in some races for the past two years. During the last lap of a televised event they were having in a video game, that was still being broadcasted on NBC by the same sponsors, by the same commenters, uh, Pagenaud, the Indy 500 champion, swiped into Lando Norris, causing both of their cars to crash out of the race. And there were some comments made during this guy's stream when he was making it on Twitch that have the whole episode be the stellar example of bad sportsmanship. Not only does the crash itself look very deliberate and purposeful, but apparently before he did it, he said the words, gonna take Lando out, let's do it. He later claimed that he was actually implying he just wanted to slow Lando down, not crash their two cars into each other and end them out of the race. All I can think is Star Wars. <laughs> this shocked a lot of people because previously... The, the event had portrayed a kind of serious tone and attitude about it in which the, the assumption was that they would try not to crash into each other as if they were driving real cars that could result in real deaths from that sort of thing. Pagenaud apparently surprised a lot of these fans because his personality also didn't seem to match it earlier. Like uh, during during the lockdowns and quarantines, he seemed to have been taking these events fairly seriously and was like showing up on streams wearing his full racing fire suit and stuff. <laughs> but this apparently was was an out of character example of behavior of him that still has a lot of evidence suggesting that it was a completely deliberate uh, 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 assholey move. During the previous lap, though, before this big headline-grabbing collision happened, Pagenaud and Lando were neck and neck for first place, but a guy named Graham Rahal knocked into them and knocked them out. So it wasn't the first collision of the event, nor the last, because later on, you had two other race car stars named... Santino Ferrucci and Oliver Askew. Ferrucci collided into Askew, and as a result of all of this, some, I, I guess, less exciting, less popular racers who were seen as worse drivers ended up winning <laughs> because all the better, more popular drivers were either crashing into each other or getting crashed into. And, and, Ferrucci's backstory is is something else too. This is a guy who has been banned from the sport in real life with some kind of redemptive arc going on of some organizations trying to bring him back in more recently, but he was banned 
because he was intentionally crashing these cars in real life, failing to appear to the disciplinary summons afterwards, and was caught texting while driving the racing cars. What? <laughs> what? What a boss. <laughs> and he had pay disputes with his pit crew. Uh, there were some some unconfirmed rumors circulating around the world that he was also using racial slurs behind the scenes and wanted to stamp up his car with with Make America Great decals. Oh, so he's a dick. Ah, I get it. So during the simulated racing incident, the the known dick crashed into a, another driver who was trying to take themselves seriously, while the known like ch- champion representative good guy turned into a dick <laughs> what supposedly because the stakes are lower when you can't when you don't have to worry about killing people what program or game are they using iRacing racing is is what it's called which is apparently supposed to be designed to be way more serious of a simulator than than even like the forza games Oof. forza really how do these things go under the radar there's always like something like this right like jet fighter simulator which is like a very accurate representation of what it's like to fight i think iRacing's been around has it yeah it's one of those things that's just been around for years and they keep building it and building it and building it until it becomes literally the best thing ever when i when i used to build the people used to come into the store building just for their rigs if if it's the build that like the official networks and leagues are using because of the coronavirus lockdown then that does speak to some kind of authority for for how serious of a sim it is uh, and and when you watch these crashes, like it's clear that that the simulator prioritizes the physics of the cars up until lethal quality crashes, because um, I I think it was one of their cars was it Pagenaud? Pagenaud's car ends up clipping through the fence and hovering in midair. <laughs> like, like once it reaches a certain point in the air, the engine is just like, okay, in real life, this would end everything. We're not gonna we're not gonna model past this point. You're clipping into the fence and and resetting. Oh man, the crash looks awesome. Up up until they start clipping through the fence. At no, least. even even then it looks great. It it looks really really legit of 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 a racing simulator basically. Yeah. So this raises some interesting, really interesting questions, like about what what sort of penalties should be applied and to what severity when it's a substitute event happening in a video game that's just supposed to fill up everyone's time on TV into the real thing. It depends, right? Are they earning money? Isn't it like a charity event where it doesn't... Yeah, there should be money involved. There were sponsors involved. And it was also televised to do like a TV audience, which typically speaks to there being some sort of respect for the rules of the sport. But the actual justification coming from, from these guys is, oh, in this case, it's just a game. To which the the author of the Vice article doing a run-up said, sports are always just games, it's the people who are real. When they're back at Indy in the real world, <laughs> what will Pagenaud's competitors think when they see him up ahead? What will they expect from Ferrucci when he appears in a rearview mirror? Apparently that guy already had a bad reputation. Now they have the additional reputation of being trolls in video games. Hmm. I don't there know. <laughs> hey, that's, it's such, such a weird story. It's just a weird <laughs> yeah. story. It's something that could only happen like nowadays too. Like if the coronavirus hadn't have happened, this this news story wouldn't have happened. It's it's a real 2020. <laughs> I can't wait for the 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 NBA finals to be played in NBA 2K. Oh my god. 
There's already been shit tons of like FIFA and Pro Evolution soccer international tournaments where real soccer pros are playing against each other. Not obviously to for, real, yeah. for the leagues, but to you know fill the time and fill the gaps. That that seems way less exciting than than the racing sims because the interfacing is nothing like the real thing. Like you're just well, pressing buttons on a controller. At least with this stuff, you have a fake toy steering wheel in front of a screen for you. Yeah, but you don't. You're watching somebody just race on a screen, <laughs> same as you would if you're watching it. And then crash on the screen. Yeah. Mm. Now, now we're esports. Now, now we're going to the real story. The real story of this uh, this week, right? Oh boy. Okay, I'm I'm wondering though. Oh boy! Yeah, when when making the outline, there there was a hell of a lot more bullet points I had to put down for the last one, but this one is probably gonna last us longer in time. Cyberpunk 2077 is gonna feature some sort of genital customization options. I know Liam's excited about this. That's always your your big thing is whether or not the game has good customization options. So so we know we know you're 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 satisfied. You're you're gonna. You're gonna love. You're gonna. You're gonna have no choice but to. But to. What I care about is <laughs> is this game realistic enough that if you make a massive dip, are your trousers going to bulge? Oh, I. I. That's that's been done since like Saints Row Two, right? No, but if you make a massive penis, are the trousers that you put on immediately just gonna like snap onto your legs, like any other video game? And it's not even going to matter. How is that realism? How is that even pushing the medium forward? I ask you. <laughs> I, you know, I don't want to say one hundred percent faith and confidence. I do have faith and confidence that the the good the good people at CD Projekt Red will faithfully model bulges and slash or camel toes, depending on how far up and down the slider oh. you go. Oh, so you're not going to be able to see it. No, no, I don't. Okay, okay, yeah, this. The ESRB page, the, the game's been rated by the ESRB, which... What's the, point of, what's the point of customizing it if you can't see it? I see the M rating. Let us assuage your concerns. Everything's going to be okay. <laughs> Let us allay your fears. <laughs> According to the ESRB, which which has millions of dollars of, of like community game industry chest funds writing on their descriptions and, and also concerned parents who could sue them if this stuff was wrong... They say players can select a gender and customize their character customization, including breasts, buttocks, and genitalia, as well as various sizes and combinations of genitals. Combinations of genitals. Combinations. So earlier, they did confirm that their character creator is ditching binary gender options. In the interest of exploring the transhumanism of a cyberpunk theme, you're going to mix and match different parts from all sorts of different... This is a day <laughs> one buy people. for me. This is day one. <laughs> it seems you've missed out. Like you, You've written a bullet point that says, how often are we going to see the characters in game? But it's already confirmed that you can have sex in the game. <laughs> so this is, is that, no doubt what camera angles the <laughs> so the, the honestly it doesn't really go past i think that the reason you can customize your genitals is because somebody at cd project red was like we can have in-game sex but there's something missing there's there's less of me in this <laughs> i want to be able to customize me 
And <laughs> there and lies why the character customization for genitals came along. Yeah, but is it is it are we talking about like dim to black or are we talking about hot coffee? Like what are we talking about here? That's what I'm so fascinated to find out. Like I want I want I want the full thing, man. If you're gonna make me customize my stuff, yeah. I want the full thing. I want to bang sliders, you know? This is getting me way more interested than than any trailer or teaser is going to do. I want to see how far they're going to push this envelope. I've been Can following you... this my whole life. Yeah. Can you mutilate enemy genitalia? Oh. <laughs> like take it like you loot them like and take it for your own like oh man that's a really cool dick like, yeah change it <laughs> i want to point out that the moment i said with my mouth um the phrase mix it and match in different parts from all sorts of different people my brain immediately remembered um the twin cop Oh my god. Where that character selection screen is you like slapping two half people together, like a black man and a white woman side by side working harmoniously on the same body. Oh, so weird. <laughs> so like like I already thought I would be really super duper brave, like playing as a cyberpunk girl with a big fat dick, but now I'm wondering how many more <laughs> envelopes I can break by having like like a black cyberpunk girl with a big white dick. Oh my god. It does, I it, it wait. does interest me that if this is gonna be in the game, a, a Twitch and like Mixon just gonna like wave their uh streaming policies about sexual nudity and stuff like that i can't wait to see what's gonna happen from this yeah. i don't wanna i i don't know man i don't know but whatever it is i can't wait to see what it's gonna be if, if there is no male or female option i wonder if you can swap or do a gender change it's just i i think it's gonna be saints row style i imagine there's gonna be a slider and a menu that has uh, options from from both flavors yeah, to choose I, from that you're I'm just gonna you can just switch it then if yeah if just slap can... them on and off your character yeah <laughs> like glue them on have a tentacle arm a, 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 a robot other arm you have to choose the voice though so they're gonna have a male voice and then they're gonna have a female voice i, I don't think it has to match though like, like, I, there have been. I'm saying you can't switch it, but what if you switch and you want to switch directly? Can you do that androgynous thing that everybody does, where they have a male and a female voice play at the same time? Oh, that's oh. weird. It'll double like, um, for sure. What is the character in uh, what's that game by Supergiant? The latest one, Hades. Have you, have you guys played Hades? Yes. Um, do you know the? Is it the God of Destruction? I, I, the like. I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Or is it chaos? I think it's chaos. And yeah. they have a female and male voice play at the same time, yeah. echoing. It's yeah, a weird it's looking character. Cool. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that. super androgynous and and really interesting design, but the voice really sticks out. I, uh, sounds good to me. Sexy. I'm, I'm my my cyberpunk girl is going to be a, a Frankenstein monster of every weird option they're going to give me. I can't but wait. You'd still be a girl. I'm uh, yeah yeah primarily uh I'm, I'm I will have my character primarily present a feminine style. You know the guys do look kind of kind of good. The options look kind of good. What? What's Keanu Reeves in this world? Is he male or female? He's, or male. he's a ghost in your head, if I remember right. I don't think it matters in Cyberpunk though. <laughs> yeah, <gasps> can yeah. we change Keanu Reeves' genitals so he can bang you, or you can bang him? Yes. <laughs> 
hey, there's a movie called Ghost that's all about banging ghosts. Come on, we can bang Keanu Reeves. I wonder if they're going to let you name your genitals. Because I want to name my genitals the Tiger King and my character the Tiger Queen. <laughs> Joe Exotic. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. I'm gonna I'm gonna name mine Maple Story. <laughs> oh, that I, I wanted so to gross. ask what this could do to the traditional perception of of genitals and bottomless nudity being a taboo in video games and society in general, or if the Zoomers are just so freaking weird that that's all gonna be a thing in the past in a decade or two. Oh, this is gonna be a thing of the past, man. It's gonna be a thing of the past, man. All the boomers are gonna die. We're just gonna have sex and everything. Mass Effect is gonna have a whole new meaning. Oh, whenever, whenever they Bioware comes out with another one, it's gonna, it's gonna be a whole nother ball game. I can't remember, but did people people find the witches? sex scenes distasteful or just fine i can't remember no there has not been like a big public outcry against video game nudity since like soccer moms being mad at mass effect one which even then was like pg-13 the camera angle's not gonna show nipples or genitals sort of nudity pretty sure somebody had a problem with saints row 3 when you were battering people with a giant purple dildo (laughs) i did not see anyone like i don't remember fox news doing getting mad at video games literally there's so many games out there that people can be mad at come on yeah yeah nowadays it's the gamers that that might should sort of get get the 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 anger from the public outcry than the games themselves the soups for probably very deeply personal reasons i shouldn't bring up on the podcast i've always been really fascinated by genitals actually i've always been really fascinated by like american aversion to nudity right did i tell the story about going to the onsen in japan and just like how it was like like you got naked and hanged out with a couple dudes got close pulling teeth it it, yeah. it took me forever to do it, but once I did it, it was like, wait, why did I care so much about this my whole life? Man, I love being naked. I sleep naked all the time. It's wow. too hot here not we're, to. We're getting we're getting real in this podcast right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like I, I remember seeing <laughs> full frontal nudity in The Witcher in 2007 and thinking, this seems gratuitous, but also unprecedented and also no one's mad question mark and i remember seeing the liam's taking off his clothes the way more tastefully done sex scenes in mass effect and then being like why does fox news care about this hey i remember mass effect sex scenes is basically watching two rubber dolls like that like like almost like team america style Puppets. It's not good. Well, that, that, that was nothing compared to The Witcher. Witcher 3 was all right, wasn't it? You know, I never did it in The Witcher. What did I miss? <gasps> I never did. In The did. Witcher 2 and 3, the sex scenes are, like, like cute. Like, they actually look like the outcomes of actual dates. In The Witcher 1, it, they're ridiculous and silly. I don't know why I never did it, to be honest. I, just, <laughs> I was just so engrossed in the world. I just kept... You're a respectful girl. No, I doubt that. But like... <laughs> but I was just like... So, I was like, I want to get... Go continue into story monsters. and stuff. Like, yeah. yeah Instead I'll, of slaying women, I should I'll replay slay monsters. It. Yeah. I should replay it. So, do you guys remember in 2008, Grand Theft Auto, The Lost and the Damned? Yep. 
there's a scene where you walk in on the mayor during a massage and he walks off the table and basically waves his arms up and says, look at my dick for no purposes whatsoever in the story. Like it's just there to push the envelope and nobody cared. It was like the one genital you'll ever see in a console AAA game for that whole generation. And I feel like they tested the water and the, the, the results of the test proved that back in 2008, people didn't actually care that much. I remember testing GTA 5, and one of the bugs that would give you infinite money on GTA Online was having a blowjob from a hooker, and then going back, and then having a blowjob from a hooker, and then killing her, and then trying to get another hooker to give you a blowjob. And for some reason, that would give you infinite money. Wow. So we had to test that multiple times. Oh, yeah, that was on the news, wasn't it? That you had to, like, do for for work? Yeah. I mean, okay. it, broke, it broke the game's economy, so of course we needed to test it. It was giving people on, uh, infinite money online, which is something they paid for. <laughs> so it broke the game's economy. Of course we had to fix it. Wait, what did you do today, Liam? Well, I, I <laughs> work at peanut buggers. <laughs> no, killed them. Killed them. Until how, money how was your day, out. honey? Oh, man, I don't know. Killed like a hundred to two hundred hookers. Virtual hookers. Wait, what? <laughs> I had after they've given me it. <laughs> because I do remember GTA Five. The big step that game took was like having the actual sex noises happen. Oh, the car would shake as well. The car has been shaken since the PS2 days. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Technology's come so far. The, the sex noises that that was the the envelope that they pushed with <sighs> five. I remember when the car would shake and both of them would just be like sitting still. Yeah. And they'd be like, <laughs> with, with, with their hands on, on their hips, on their just hips. looking straight ahead. Just looking straight ahead. It was so awkward. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I think, like, because movies, I mean, movies go deep, right? Um, and they do whatever they want in movies. But I think maybe because. <laughs> maybe because. <laughs> you guys can't see the cameras. Um, Maybe because games are still like, well, at least back then were meant for kids or thought of as a kiddie thing, you know? Yeah. That's think, slowly going away from that because there's a lot I of older part of gamers that as now. Well is the fact that they're interactive as well, right? I think, yeah. you know, the whole mm. blaming video games for murder was because they were interactive. And, you know, nobody blamed movies for inspiring murders, but video games always got blamed because of they're right. training people to kill, right? Mm-hmm. So it's I think it's a big deal with the interactivity that even the sex, like if you can interact in some way in a sex scene, you are involved. Right. So so on 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 the genital quest from that that spanned like like 2007's Witcher to 2015's GTA 5. There was another there actually was a controversy in 2016. Do you guys remember the Watch Dogs 2 vagina fiasco? No. So in Watch Dogs 2, which takes place in San Francisco, there's like a commune of nudist hippie type characters and if you people were were like getting social media accounts banned for posting screenshots of vaginas in particular. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. I didn't know anyone has done that in a video game yet. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, shit. There was also Metro Last Light. I gotta, I gotta see how that would look like. Watch <laughs> It's not very impressive. I'm but pretty sure it's gonna be like pixelated garbage, right? 
the the model they made for Metro Last Light seemed to uh, show a lot more 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 dedication and love put into the the female anatomy than the one in Watch Dogs Two. <laughs> Don't share Watch Dog vaginas. <laughs> so I'm really interested to see if this this twenty year long quest oh, I've seen to 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 normalize the exposure of genitals in your children's video games may finally reach some kind of conclusive answer in terms of like like oh, whether or not people are not gonna care about this anymore. i mean ever since the sims and like you know when they pixelate when they go into the shower that's cute that's fine that's totally innocent the mods that would let you remove them yeah but those were mods they were like unofficial and i don't think any parents i don't think the sims really offended any parents back in the day well We've come a long way. Man, I don't care about them parents, man. <laughs> Getting naked for a shower and having having pixelation over it is a completely, totally, like, innocent, kid-friendly way to present it, I guess. <laughs> they shouldn't take showers at all. They shouldn't poop. They shouldn't pee. Because all those things are nasty. Uh, okay, okay. <laughs> We're, you're actually opening up a big George hole here because I Please have don't. some theories. <laughs> A very simple theory, actually, that a lot of Christian monotheism morality is about feeling ashamed of the parts of our bodies that remind us of a more animal origin, that that's what like why Adam and Eve feel shame is that they're supposed to be created by something that's a totally different world than than the, the ignorance they came from. Right. Is that the thing? Is that why like Western prudishness is so ashamed of nudity in particular? There's a lot of complicated reasons why, but that's like, like I guess, one simple theory I have. We're all animals. Well, scientifically speaking. Yeah. You should read a book called The Chimp Theory. It's a, it's a, it's a good book. It's Play about... a game called Ancestors, Humankind's Odyssey. <laughs> Chimp Theory is more related to sports psychology, where we have this like idea that there's a part of our brain that is the chimp, and that is the the origin of all of our bad and negative thoughts because it's the animalistic part of us trying to override any logic we have in our brain. So basically when people are like, genitals, bad, Jim's like, Wait, wait, what? What are they like, Liam? Can you, can you repeat that? It was a little unclear. Uh, they're like, uh, excuse me, good sir. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Oh my god. I think oh. it's time to move on. <laughs> I, yeah, it's time we move on. The rabbit hole has, has been gone into. To our own chimps. Uh, you don't want to call them that. Our lovely chimps. Is that better? <laughs> uh, I don't know. It seems a little dehumanizing. Oh. <laughs> Do I've they been... even really exist? Have you met one before? We could just be talking to the void. Could all be numbers. Haven't you had lunch with someone? Yeah, I've met slipped? most yeah. of them. You guys haven't. Okay. <laughs> to all our potential lunch partners, if you would like to send any any theories on on religion and body shame, uh, death UFOs, uh, what Aurunuma was when it floated past planet Earth a couple years ago, um, whether or not uh, uh, your mom will ever be comfortable seeing genitals in AAA video games. Never. Tell us what genitals your mom would customize. 
<laughs> tell us what genitals you want to give your cyberpunk to dad and sons podcast at gmail.com <laughs> Mom, what do you play? Cyberpunk. What is that? <laughs> That's bigger than your dance. <laughs> it's an it's an accurate. Okay, Carter R says. Carter R says, my friends are getting sick of me trying to point out how there is a case system and 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 person trafficking and animal crossing. My logic for this is because there are frogs that you can catch like fish. You can sell them and donate them to the museum, but there are also the frog villagers. This has been a trafficking ring going on in the online community because players have also been selling their villagers between each other and the online community. What do you guys think about <laughs> hidden, sinister plots in children's videos? games Wait, <laughs> maybe they're just not i'll leave that to you guys <laughs> yeah maybe they're just not evolved frogs like chimps to us i'm looking at a catalog robin seems a lot cheaper to purchase than most other animal friends how do you <laughs> purchase a villager how do you get them to come i guess to we haven't island? unlocked that part yet i guess we got to keep grinding no i definitely have i just don't know how you get them I would traffic. I want. I've got a fucking frog on my island that I want to leave, and I'm trying to make him leave. What's their she, name? Diva. Uh, D D I V A. Yeah, fucking diva. Why? What's diva is currently not in stock on the slave market, so maybe you could put her on there. Because nobody wants. Nobody wants. Diva. Wow, Apollo is expensive. Six Pietro's cheap. Let's see what how what what cube is worth on. Ray on... Raymond Raymond will be the most expensive. Wait, you can buy you can buy them. Oh, Wait. cube is not in stock either. I, yeah, I I didn't know you. Maybe could I buy should them. sell cube. I don't like cube. I want to replace cube with a different friend. What do you mean? You can wait. Wow, Raymond! Raymond is going for sixty-one million bells. This is not official, is it? Oh yeah, no. Well, you know, uh, it it's slavery still exists, and it's not official. No, it's uh, nook market. It's nook market. It's basically you can go to people's islands and then leave them bells, and you can get the items you want immediately, so you don't have to wait. It's good, good website. Wow. I just want to point out that there's a lot of fishy things about Animal Crossing that make the whole facade fall apart as soon as you start questioning your dear leader. I believe overthinking is the term I would use. I, I brought it up earlier, but the but primary questions that must eventually be answered by good, thorough journalists are who is funding the nooks? Who is maintaining the airliner? Why don't they let you go home? Who is mom? What sort of screening procedure is in place? Because all of these villagers have very similar personalities and and don't they don't ever question or say anything negative about about the, the, the economy either. And how does Nook turn trash into value? There's a lot of fishy things going on, you guys, and somehow I feel like we're going to log on device in, in any hot minute or MatPat on YouTube and the whole shebang is going to be blown wide open. It'll be a bigger story than 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 the virus, right? Right than the virus. Yeah, UFOs confirmed, and we're still talking about the virus. I just got arcade cabinets for the first time. I am building an arcade at the top no. of my house, and I am so excited. Oh, okay, wait, <laughs> we're derailing, but 
Where did you get them? In Animal Crossing. Oh, oh my God! There my you God. go. Yeah, oh, yeah. God. Sorry, didn't want oh, to ruin that too much. Oh God! I, I okay, was so sorry, some interested for like a split second. <laughs> no, sorry, that would have been amazing, right? If I built one, I wish behind me I have space. I've been wanting to build mine. Oh man, me too. When I get my own space, um, that's definitely what I'm going to be doing. How did you purchase these? Uh, I went to a friend's island who had them, and then I picked it up, put it in my inventory, which means that I got it in my catalog back on my island, and then when I went back to my island, I ordered 10 of them. Do you know how your friend got them? Yeah, it just turned up in his store one day. Who made the materials for it? Oh my god, what's happening? How is it powered? What George, is... do you ask who builds your computer? Do you ask who builds your microphone? Slaves and sweatshops do, and more people should know that. But actually, that's way less fun than the question. You get more about where the money comes from in Animal Crossing than the sweatshops that built your microphone. Oh my god. Okay, you know what, guys? Another thing that I think we need to bring up is Nintendo manipulating the stock market and people's interest rates in their bank accounts, all right? They have implemented a system that just causes the rich to get richer and the poor to get poorer because they slash that interest rate to 0.05% to try and prevent time travel or exploits. That does nothing but hurt the people. <laughs> Stop time traveling, you fucking cops! But you can't. <laughs> the cops. How does how does lowering the interest rate stop the time travelers? It doesn't. It doesn't. Does it stop? It, it doesn't encourage time traveling anymore by building up shit tons of interest. Listen, Nintendo made the coronavirus to bring up sales for Animal Crossing. <gasps> Holy shit! Right. Oh my god, okay. you're fucking right! Okay, write this down. It's the story of the century! <laughs> write right. this down! <laughs> we're blowing it wide open here on the podcast! There, people were right. getting through the game too fast by time traveling. They want you to keep playing, so they lowered interest rates. Uh-huh. Okay. okay. And and the, the timing of the game's release is just too good to be true. When did it come out? Like, late March? Right when everyone started locking down and staying at home? Yeah. Right then and there. It, it, and it drove up digital sales as well. So cut out the middleman. I'm not saying Nintendo released the coronavirus. I'm just saying it's a possibility. It's a possibility. Possibility. Wait, wait a bat gave it to us? <laughs> no. I mean, come on. Seriously. Do you guys believe that bullshit when, when we just came to the real conclusion here? Nintendo. Which I, you know, have to clarify is uh, not, not, you know, um, it's just, it's all just speculation. But come on. Nintendo. Okay. Blood on their hands, man. Blood on their hands. Yeah. Or it's just Kojima, so he can get inspiration for another game. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because that is right. Everyone uh, was pointing out how exoskeleton delivery people in China are cropping up now after the virus when when people are locking themselves inside and relying on delivery services more than ever and maybe that means they're in cahoots with one another or is this just what they want us to believe to throw us off from the truth we've reached boiling point i transmitted the coronavirus in 2017 Nintendo coordinated with the Chinese lab in Wuhan to release it on the American people <laughs> to sell Animal Crossing copies, slash the interest rate of their fake bank, and and what's what's the actual like Corona truther theory that Bill Gates is is implementing oppressive population control? There's also the five G one. 
Don't don't forget the five G. The five G one is stupid. Uh, all, all I'm saying, you guys, is that you just gotta think for yourself and not be a sheeple and 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 take the fight to the street and go get those globalist I, fuckers and their milk back to their liners and and rescue mom. I am more inclined to believe that this virus was a mistake made by people than five G. <laughs> yeah, that's ridiculous. <laughs> Did you, so the, the the ultimate part of the theory, like I don't mind the idea that oh, people believe people who don't believe in science, uh, not that they don't believe it, who don't understand science, could believe that waves could control certain things. Mm. But the idea that the day they turn on like the five G, like there's just a big switch, and that the, the day they turn it on, everybody's oxygen will get sucked out of them. <laughs> It's the greatest conspiracy. Wait, that's the actual conspiracy theory? Yeah, something about like the the Wuhan the Wuhan virus, you know, coronavirus attacks the lungs and takes all the oxygen out and that's how the 5G waves like create pressure and they radiate <laughs> on a certain frequency that sucks all of the oxygen out of your body. God damn. It's so stupid. God damn. Because Wuhan is... was the first place in the world to have 5G. So open your eyes, sheeple. Tom Nook's not real. <laughs> Neither is the virus. <laughs> Tom Nook is not real anymore. <laughs> I'm real glad we're saving this bullshit for the very, very end. Cause, cause... Uh, I blame Cyberpunk for this. Jesus. <laughs> where are we? I don't even know where we are anymore. I told you Cyberpunk was a good news story. I told you it was. <laughs> we need more of this i know i know when you saw you saw me in a discord i was like that's a new story <laughs> that's a new story that's something i can get behind <laughs> i'm sorry that that doesn't happen very often okay the last time we've been able <laughs> the last time we were we were able to cover genitals in triple a video gaming was the final fantasy 8 siren pubic uh, hair remake controversy oh my god which yeah. which i thought was is amazing because when I was a kid, I thought those were pubes because I was a horny 12 year old. And and I, I don't even know if I still want to believe that. Oh, it's a seashell texture because because the 1998 graphics do not seem to imply that. Oh. <laughs> it's been a good run. Do you do you want to do another question or should we? I feel like reading this question, it's a bit more detailed and a bit more strong. It needs a stronger response. I, I don't right. think in this current state of genitalia we would be able to give it the justice. <laughs> okay, let's let's we'll, we'll get we'll get to Guillermo J. Nettles next week. I mean Guillermo J. Thank you for for this this fucking great episode. That was oh that that was a good one. Oh man. The last half was uh we really brought it home in that last half. We we got a little bit of something for everyone. A body part from all sorts of different people got Frankensteined onto this monster of an episode. Oh, we're definitely having the genitalia contest. We're absolutely yes. having that. Oh yeah, absolutely. That has to be a thing. Are we stopping recording, brother? Hell no.